Good evening, this is Black Girl from Eugene. I am your host, Aisha. Um, I have, was just... I'm sorry. This podcast may be long. I'm not really sure. I have a lot to say, a lot of feelings, um, a lot of frustration, a lot of wonderment. Um, so today is July 15th, um, and it's the ending of a weekend here in Oregon. Um, the Oregon Country Fair happens the first, the second weekend in uh, July every year, and this year was the 50th anniversary of this, of this uh, festival. Um, I generally work in the most recent years, last two or three years, I've worked at that fair um, at the community village as a booth. Um, and it is the social peace and justice booth where a lot of social activist groups from Eugene and surrounding areas um, represent themselves at the fair. Um, this fair goes on, like I said, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, you know, to the numbers of 50,000 people coming through, um, I represent the NAACP there at the fair. Also, some of the projects uh, that I helped create uh, the Black Gold Culture Camp, uh, which is a camp for children, middle school age children who um, would go through this camp and learn about the positive attributes of black history. Um, and I also, just for the first time, have been promoting this podcast this year. Well, a lot of times what happens is while I'm at the booth, um, clearly I like to talk and I have no problems with expressing um, my perspective on social justice and my perspective on uh, politics, particularly with this person um, who occupies the White House at the moment. Um, and I brought this up because there, the the racial disparity at the country fair has, al- has been um, always a topic for people of color. And in recent time, it has been a major topic um, for the group, the, the, the whole fair as a whole as some racial injustices popped up um, as being obvious to the white folks who were causing them. Although, like I said, the people of color, we've been um, talking about them for years, just similarly to society in the United States. You know, none of this shit that's coming into the mail to the news at this point is new to any of us. Um, But I am glad it's being talked about uh, amongst white folks in a state of urgency. So um, what... What I'm saying is here at the social justice booth, I'm there representing. A lot of people come to the booth, talk to me, have questions, um, curious about the the different social groups that are at the booth. Um, a lot, I mean, a, a good majority of people are, are happy to see that the NAACP is there. This year, um, with the political climate like it is, had a lot of people come up feeling conflicted about even being at the fair, the 50th fair, um, celebrating and... Um, uh, I probably should describe a little bit more about how this fair is. Uh, it's kind of like what people who participate in the fair, it's generally 90%, 80%, 95%, 85% volunteer-driven. Um, uh, it's definitely, like I said, it's gone on for 50 years. It's definitely been described as kind of a white-topia. Um, it's for all alternate or like uh alternative lifestyles in terms of fantasy and nothing um 
uh, it was a political movement started 50 years ago against the idea of the social contracts of of um uh, I'm, I'm losing my words for this because it's not really what i want to talk about but um anyway you go to this fair and uh people go to this fair and uh there's there's literally fairies people dressed like uh with with wings and art like beautiful makeup and uh and crafts and music and all um basically handmade all of them uh crafts people who come from miles all around and sell uh, all of their hand beautiful crafts jewelry food um paintings uh like i said music people come dressed in all sorts of costumes there's a dragon parade it goes on all through the night um the people who run the the entire fair are volunteers these volunteers put on these different shows um i've been going for the last 9 years um the racial disparity at the fairs is obvious um they are working at it in ways that you know in some ways are kind of futile in other ways kind of spinning their wheels and in other ways with good intention but the conversation is lightly being treaded on i believe it's there um so anyway, I say all of that so that you can try to get like the picture of this place. And I'm not sure that I'm doing the, the best. I'm doing it quite justice. Um, like I said, I've been going there eight years and um, I, do, I do dress up. Like, like you said, you should just look it up. If you don't know what it is, Oregon Country Fair, it's it's a place to be had uh, if you're interested in... Uh, um, I don't even want to say lightening up because that's not really the appropriate disc- the description I should do a podcast with someone who uh really has been going to fair for years and years and years and I know plenty of people um and they could probably do this more colorfully what I have is something else on my mind so anyway I'm at the fair and I've done like I said I've dressed in tutus and I've put on the makeup um the first few years I was there I uh was dancing West African dance and um was able to be a um a entertainer there at the fair uh doing that which was a good time and then once i moved on from that i started doing the social justice booth so while i'm at the booth i talk quite a bit about uh race and quite a bit about the injustices of um based on color um based on uh, social justice and equities etc etc uh the thing about it is is that this year um there was this particular group of men who came up and wanted to talk to me um and people come up with usually the best intentions and they're very open-minded um very open-minded folks who want to have a discussion who want to have a really heartfelt discussion they want to know and this booth in this place country fair is open for the for the open conversations it's supposed to be a safe place for everyone it's supposed to be a place where you can be yourself be your own spirit open your spirit up um try on uh the energy definitely float through without any judgment it's uh and so we approach the booth in the same way these four gentlemen three of them which were very, were young and i'm going to say like probably between like 17 and 20 and then there was an older gentleman who appeared uh by you know um you know stereotypical ways native and he was an older gentleman and 
he very carefully did not say exactly what his his ethnic background was, um, but it was not white. And then there was a white gentleman on the side. And the other three boys were also uh, white. And I had a couple different booth mates who, um, to their confession, loved to hear me talk to folks about this. Um, and so we were having a long conversation and they were kind of like, you know, challenging my perspectives. And I, you know, of course, would answer back and, and try to, you know, pick their brain and let me challenge yours. And it was very, very cool. And it was very good. And the, and, um, the kids were going back and forth and asking, you know, well, what do you think about this? And well, if that's the truth and um, how about that? I gave them some good things to chew on. Um, and like I said, one of my booth mates was, was sure that as they walked away, that some of the things that we talked about would stick with them to think about definitely some aha moments, um, but what I what what sat with me the strongest is I after we had this conversation and we talked for an hour at this booth. I got off my shift. I was and I said, "Oh, I got to go see a show. I'm gonna go." Took off. Um, had to come back because the last day of fair and take down all our signs. And I had to come back to collect the NAACP sign. Um, and this one woman, the booth mate I just mentioned, said, "You are not gonna believe." the gentleman that was standing there waiting to talk to you who you who really never kind of chimed in what he said after um we had a conversation and I said oh did you guys get a chance to talk she said yes did you hear any of it I said no and with tears in her eyes like she literally had tears in her eyes and she said this man wanted to have Jews put onto a island um and burned and I was I said what and she said she said, yeah. I said, the guy who was was waiting there? She said, yeah. Now, understand, this man waited and talked to me with with much interest in what I had to say. He was even encouraging me um, along some of the things I had to say, very patiently wanting to have his turn with me and talk with me about whatever he had to say, but at the same time, not intrusively. Um, I guess as soon as I left, he felt more comfortable to to project what he really felt onto this booth mate who was white. I'm the only black uh, person at that booth. Um, and uh, she said she wouldn't even tell me the other things that he said because it was so disturbing. And I thought to myself, the fuck? <laughs> and she and I stood there and I was like, wait, are you sure? The guy that was standing, you know, we did, we did all that and we went all over it. And um, she was like, yes. And I said, now, isn't that something? He stood there quietly. And then I had to think about it. He mixed into this peaceful festival. And, I, and I'm air quoting. Uh, because it's what we want to think that there is a safe spot. And we're walking shoulder to shoulder with these people. Um, and they'll tell me, happy fair. And this, and it's not everyone. Trust me, it's not. And that's not my point. The point of it is, is that these folks are, are here with us, hidden in plain sight. And um, whatever he was patiently waiting to say to me, I wish with everything that I could have stayed to have that discussion with him. 
I, I don't know that it would have been the same thing that he had felt safe enough to tell this other white woman that he could not see was also was was affected uh, by his comments. And um, like I said, she wouldn't even tell me everything that he said. She said it was too ugly. Okay. Now, in the light of all of that, then we ha- I come home, you know, and the fair is all encompassing. Man, when I tell you all encompassing, like... You go out there, the volunteers who run the camp, who run the festival camp there. Uh, some people camp for weeks. Some people camp just for the length of the fair. Um, it's all, you're, you're literally covered in dust by the time you're done with the four days. That's how long I stay, four days. Um, you know, I have to pack up all my stuff in my car and blah, blah. I've been walking. Everyone walks this eight. It's shaped in the uh, uh, eight. And you walk literally miles if you have, if you do it every day. So, you know, my legs are sore and people's feet and sore and we're, you know, I come home and I sit down and I'm turning on the TV and my brother and I are looking, watching the news and I find out over the weekend that this person who is occupying the White House has called, uh, has said to four women of color in Congress for them to go back to their own countries. And what I was telling my brother was you know, what I was encouraged by was that now white folks are talking about this. Now they are saying, how fucking far do we let this shit go? These are congresswomen. These are part of our, this is part of our, these are our people. Like this is, you're talking to parts of your government that you work with and under and around and you are talking to them like they do not deserve the respect of their voted and elected positions. And you're telling them to go to other countries. And not that only other of color, people of color, they're not two of which of the four are born and raised in the United States. You racist motherfucker. Like, I mean, to the point of such a level of ignorance that you are going to talk about what these women look like. You don't even know where they're from. It, it doesn't even matter. These are women of Congress. You know, so, so we can go, we can all day long, this, us women, you know, us women of color all through the United States, you know, not of Congress. <laughs> and then we can all be appalled that you you make it to the top positions in this country and still treated like the lowest with with the lowest amount of respect that you can give a person and if this country and I don't even really want to say that I was going to say if this country is not taken aback by that the media seems to be um reeling on the idea that we are just going to say what we're going to call, you know, we're going to call a cat, we're going to call the kettle black. Like, this is a racist president. And I'm going, I'm sitting here like, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, yeah, <laughs> the fuck. The fuck. He, yeah, he's been racist. But now he has the audacity to attack congresswomen. Um, I'm encouraged by the fact that the news folks are all white and they're all talking to each other about it. 
it's come it's a conversation that we definitely had at the country fair with other you know white women coming to me saying you know I don't know exactly what to do except for I'm talking to I'm having these uncomfortable conversations about white fragility you know with other white people and I said that's exactly what you should do and you should do it all day long all the live long fucking day you should be talking to them because I'm ti- we're tired we're not we're not it's not our job um and the fact is is we've been screaming it from the hilltops you know from the mountaintops ever since you know, thank God for the internet. Thank God for cameras. Thank God for us walking around with these little handheld computers where we can all connect and say, see, I told you. And now we all need to watch very carefully about people who still go, but, but wait, but what about, no, this is 2019. It, you know what right and wrong is. There is no but. There is no and. There is no what about. It is or it isn't. We've been through here, and it's not, this is not the past. This is not a thousand years ago. This is not fucking a hundred years ago. This is barely 50 years ago. So I implore you to don't get comfortable with this. That white man stood in front of me wanting to get at me. He stood there for a very long time. And when I say very long time, I'm not talking 20 minutes. I'm not talking 30 minutes. I'm not even talking 45 minutes. I was having a conversation with these guys for over an hour and he stood there waiting to talk. He chimed in here and there, like I said, encouraging me. I don't know what kind of hatred he had in his heart for me. But I know he stood there smiling in my face. He stood there in what was supposed to be one of the happiest times of the weekend in the month of July that comes through this Oregon, this state of Oregon, where we're all seen as equal. We're all fair family. It's what they call us. So we can't get comfortable. You can't be on the fence right now. You have to stand tall. You have to stand clear and stand in solidarity with each other if that's what you really believe in. And if you don't believe in it and you're not sure about it right now, Right now is the time to get clear and get sure because this is dangerous territory that we are in. It's dangerous. It's life-threatening. So let's just really not sugarcoat to one another and to each other. Let's be real. 2019, let's be real. You know, I love all of you. Um, some exciting news. I've been invited to uh, to have my podcast on a local radio station. Um, I don't want to say the call letters wrong. Oh my God. It's, I think it's KEPW. Uh, and it is just a, a local radio station, but you can stream it online and uh, listen to it throughout the nation which or throughout the world. And I've been invited to join my little podcast to have guests on the show and have um, recordings come through and do whatever I need to do to let this little black girl from Eugene have a voice throughout the radio. And I think um, I'm going to go for it, y'all. I think it's time uh, that uh, we do that. This podcast has been just a baby in the making. I haven't even like officially done it on a I just, it's just, 
a, like a love of a hobby right now, but I think I'm about to take it to the next level. It's time to level up. Um, I would love for you to come along with me. Obviously, I'm going to still be doing podcasts here until I get my ish together and get it consistently done every uh, two weeks or so or off, more often as things come up. Um, but I can't say enough about how much I appreciate y'all. This has been a rough fucking year for so many people, for all of us, for the society, for this fucking country. Like, oh, damn, this has been rough. And, uh, yeah, if you're in for it, if you're into it, let's choose kindness, y'all. Like, not as a slogan, but like for real, <laughs> you know, you know, that you, no one has to be a hero. This can be done very simply. So join me. I will give you guys definitely more information. There'll definitely be a link in my Instagram, uh, Black Girl from Eugene. And I will definitely give you guys uh, the ups and downs of when the show will air and what how we will do to format it. And I will let you know here. I will also let you know on Instagram. So anyway, give me a comment or send me a note. I am taking back as much feedback. I'm taking in as much feedback as possible. I love each and every one of you. And I am so happy that you're here to listen to my little spiel for the day. And I hope all of you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we can get after it, you guys. Because I think the righteousness is right here. Let's Let's not quiet down now. Let's just get loud. Resist. All right. Peace out.